0: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Marvin Carolina Jr., he's the founder and CEO of Team Carolina consulting. He delivers powerful and compelling messages as as a keynote speaker or as a workshop facilitator. And he centers that all around a common theme that we can all relate to. It's called Built to Compete and Win. He's a former Division I football player and he uses many of the lessons about his competition and he translates those into lessons about competition. And he has a very impactful storytelling style so that people can really grasp the message That he has. Prior to going out on his own, we're going to talk about that too, about moving from corporate to business owner. But before that, he served as Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion for J.E. Dunn Construction Company, where he was for 15 years. He led a national team responsible for diversity and inclusion and market development, and he developed many award-winning initiatives while he was there to support business development and supplier diversity and inclusion. He's the author of Across the Middle, Entrepreneur's strategies for success and he's a member of the National Speakers Association and today he's here to talk with us about that jump uh, because so many of us as entrepreneurs have done that you move from corporate to business ownership not quite the same gig and so he's going to talk a little bit about that and some of the lessons that he has learned as well as some lessons in general that business owners, whether you're new and you don't know them yet or whether you're already established and you need a powerful reminder, he's here today to talk with us about some of those nuts and bolts foundational tools you need as a business owner. Welcome to the show today, Marvin.
1: Thank you for having me, Kelly. Glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. So let's just get right down to it and talk first about what your company does. I alluded to it a little bit. You're a keynote speaker. You do consulting and training. Uh, Specifically, tell us what you do
1: um with the training and workshops specifically is help people understand how to get their business or personally to the next level oftentimes we don't really always understand where the bar is what are the things that i need to do uh, to move my company forward to move to the next level and i help define um bridge marks if you will um in moving their companies forward and i use competition you mentioned it um earlier i use competition Um, Business is extremely competitive, extremely competitive, and you have to understand that. If you want to be in business and you want to grow your business successfully, you have to understand how to compete and what that means to compete. Um, so those are the things that we really focus on, and I use a lot of, as you mentioned earlier, also my football experience and, and being competitive and understanding how I need to continue to get better every day if I want to, you know, keep my position on the field. If I want to move forward, I have to be competitive. I have to be innovative. I have to be creative. These are some of the tools that I use. Um, I have to be resilient. Um, if I get knocked down, I got to get up. Got to get up with a plan. So those are things that we we talk about and we train. Um, businesses, how to do that.
0: You talked about um, competitiveness. Obviously, mm-hmm. you have to have a bit of that competitiveness in you to make the leap that you did. You're a fairly new company. Uh, you're what, about maybe a year old or a little less?
1: Le- less than that. I mean, full time, just really a little over a month full time. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so it's very, it's very, very, very new. Um, been kind of thinking about it for a while when you work with small businesses on a daily basis, and I've owned my own business before in the past, you always think, what if, what if? And a little over a month ago, I I made that leap of faith.
0: Yeah. You know, I had a friend once who told me that she went into business for herself because even though it was really risky and she had what you could probably call the golden handcuffs in her corporate job, she said, I don't want to be a little old lady sitting in a rocking chair rocking back and forth just what you said what if what if and so she took the leap and she's never looked back tell us about that leap that you took and it's so it's really easy when it's conceptual when you're just thinking about it and you think oh i just this have to fall into place and i just have to do this or make that contact and we're off to the races but you know how, how is it different being in corporate and actually owning your own business
1: when, when you're planning it is fine and you're thinking about all the things and, that you want to do, and I can do this, and I have confidence in myself. Once you cross the line and you say, I'm done, and that you get that final paycheck, it, it, it becomes different. I mean, everything okay. changes in your mind. Your security blanket is gone.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: I'm yes. not going to get paid every two weeks. It, it was weird. I, I looked on my phone, and I had payday on my schedule every, 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 every other Friday. And I went to hit, hit the button to delete because I don't have any more paydays now in the same form. And when you go to delete something on your phone, it says, do you want to delete this event or all of the events in the future? So I'm oh, deleting all of my future paychecks. And so you hit the delete button. And then you have to make sure that you're ready for the adventure. Every day is a different adventure, and you have to be prepared for it. There's no, if nothing's guaranteed. You have to go hunt every day or you won't eat. So it's a different mindset. And the the emotional side of it is something that most people don't prepare for. We prepare for the financial and we have other things, but there's an emotional side that I'm on my own. Mm -hmm. I'm out here by myself and I have to make it work. And that's the side that you have to really understand before you make that leap.
0: When you talk about making the leap, for those who are listening who maybe are uh, contemplating taking off on their own, when is the time right? You know, you, you were in corporate and now you've been out on your own, as you said, about a month. What needs to be in place? What, what was finally, what was the final thing that said this is the time?
1: I don't know if there's any great, great, great time or worse time to make the leap, but you have to prepare and you have to have a plan. I think those are the key things. Um, did you prepare financially? Did you prepare structurally? What does this mean? What is my new company? I'm making a leap, but what am I leaping into? The financial side is huge. Obviously, you have to pay bills if you have a family and other things you have to take care of. You have to make sure you take care of the financial side. But what is the structure of your company? What are the processes and procedures? Who are your potential clients? How are you going to be structured? Are you a sole proprietor? Are you an LLC, C Corp? All of those things which seem kind of small, like, oh yeah, I can get incorporated, I can get this. How do you do that? Do you have an accounting system? Do you have an IT system? Technology rules the game now. What technology system will you select in going into business? As much of that as you can take care of, if not all of it, prior to leaving, it starts to ease your comfort zone. It starts to relax you a little bit, and it helps the emotional side. If you go and you all of a sudden have to put this together in one day or or, or a week, that's when the anxiety starts to build. I don't have this ready. I don't have this ready. So as much as you can have structurally, what does your business do? Who are your customers? Who is your support team and finances? If you can have most of that kind of cleared out, it helps the process greatly.
0: Would you recommend that you have a customer in the bag before you make that leap from your day job, or uh, is that just sometimes not
1: feasible? If it's feasible, absolutely. If it's feasible, depending on where you work, how you work, and all those things, if you could have a few in the bag, that's the best way. If that's not always feasible, but if it is, have one or two in the bag and a couple others that have made a commitment. You don't have them yet, but they said, hey, if there's some opportunities out there for you... To break away, I would support you because that all of that you're trying to ease the emotional side. That's what you want to ease, and so now I have something to do day one. Because day one, if you don't have any clients, you're kind of sitting around like, okay, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> sure,
0: yeah, and you know, you bring up you bring up something real, a really good point. I mean, I would think, okay, that may, what do I do? I need to go out there and find a client. But so many people who start a business are very good at what they do, but they don't know how to sell. They don't know how to prospect. They don't know how to hunt. And that's one of the things, you know, in corporate you've got your sales side, the sales team that does that, and then you deliver the work. But you can't just start a business around delivering the work. You have to have somebody find the customers to deliver it to. And
1: and I think that's the the biggest hurdle. Mm -hmm. We have a certain skill set. And when you're in corporate America, somebody else does accounting. Somebody mm-hmm. else does HR. Somebody else does something else. And you're in your office and you do just this. When you have your own business, you do it all. Yeah. And that's the, that's the biggest challenge.
0: So that is the probably the, the
1: biggest challenge because you're not an expert. I'm not an HR expert. I'm not an uh, operations expert. I'm not a computer expert. So you have to figure out how to put these resources in place and make it successful. Otherwise, you're, you're building the greatest widget in the world but can't sell it Absolutely. because you don't have a sales team. Absolutely. And you, yeah. you can't communicate to anybody because you don't have all of the IT in place. <laughs> so right. that's what you're up to. So you have to make sure, and that's when I, when I alluded earlier to structure. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. What is the IT that you need? What is the HR that you need? And then you have to build upon that. It's not like you can to have everything day one, but you have to understand the parts. I mean, do you have accounting and finance, some structure around it? Do you have an HR, some structure around it? And what happens is I'm a small company. I only have two people. I don't really need an HR. Well, there's a lot of things in HR that you have to understand. Even the people that you have yourself, are you going to pay yourself? What's your succession plan? I mean, do you have health care? Do you offer health care? So there's a lot of things whether you have two people or 200 people working for you in all of these areas that you really need. And you have to be prepared for each one and, and instead of saying well i 'm the owner, I have to be the sales team. If sales isn 't what you do you've got to realize that you need to find someone else to do things that you don 't do that well
0: yeah, and you know you talked about the challenge being that i you, typically you have a limited skill set when you go in and suddenly you have to be the chief uh, cook and bottle washer and, and account for all of these things, but once you get into that, I've seen this happen too with business owners, once they get into that and they start feeling comfortable and they're ha- they have a few wins, to use your sports analogies, uh, they have a few wins, they, are, they can't grow though unless they start uh, delegating, unless they start allowing others and building that team, they aren't going to go anywhere. And that seems to be the next biggest challenge. At first they might resist having to do all that, but then they don't want to let it go.
1: Right. That's. I think that's part of the plan. Initially, you have to set it up. Okay. There's five different areas. Let's just. You know. There's HR. There's finance. There's operations, which is your sales part. Um, There's IT. um, And you have to make sure that okay, here are my areas. How am I going to delegate this as I move forward? I have to handle all of them right now, just because I need to set them up. But the first opportunity that I get, I need to give up accounting. I need to hire an accountant. To work for me. And then the next one, I don't like IT. The next one to go as we grow, the next one to grow would be IT. The next thing to go would be HR. So you have to have a plan of how you're doing it because as you get to certain stages, I know you think that you're really good at these things, <laughs> but you're not as good as you think you are because there's other people who just do that.
0: Yeah, they special You can't are. be as
1: good as an accountant who just does accounting. They know all of the the new things that are on the market, the new accounting techniques and all of that stuff, and you just know how, you know, you took a few accounting classes in college.
0: You you can't compare.
1: (laughs) There's new technology out every few years. So how are you going to be be able to stay on top of all the technology? Well, I'm really good at technology. I know how to turn on and off my computer. You, You need a little more skills than that to really understand how technology can push your business forward and make you more profitable and make you more successful because people who do that for a living can do that for your for your business and you need to understand that and have a plan around that
0: let's talk a little bit about something you alluded to earlier and that is competition Uh, some people say that you should come from a mentality of abundance rather than a a mentality of scarcity, which is where some people place competition. That you're focusing mm-hmm. on the limited side of things. But how can competition be a positive thing? How do you use that in a way that can grow your business?
1: We, we are in a midst of major competitive environment. There's just not unlimited amount of money to pay all the businesses that are in business. Owners have to, owners and clients have to decide who they're going to spend their money with, and why they're going to spend their money with them. And you have to understand that. This is really, it's like musical chairs. When the music stops, somebody's going to be left without a chair. When the music stops, somebody's going to be left without a business opportunity. And we have to understand that. You're not the only one in business. You're not the only one vying for these dollars that are out there. People are going to make a selection. And we have to build that. And I, and I talk football and talk sports all the time. We have to try out. We have to try out to make the team. I have two small boys, and when they were small and they, and they played in you know, sports, if I paid, they played. Mm-hmm. They played. It was part of the deal. As they've gotten older, I could pay, and they don't even have to play. Yeah. It's competitive. Right, right. So I've, played, I've paid all my money, and my kid may not, never touch the field or touch the court because it's based on competition. It's not based on pay to play. It's not based on, oh, you sign him up, it's nice, he'll play a certain amount of quarters. No, 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 no. We're older now. This is competitive. And that's the same way it is in business. And if you don't have that mentality of, I have to constantly get better, I have to constantly find the innovative and creative and find new ways to service my clients and my customers. If you're not that, you'll be obsolete day after tomorrow because that's how quickly things are changing in the business world. And I'm asking you now, can you do – your competitors just came into me yesterday. Can you do this? Uh, No, I can't do that yet. Then I I tell you what, I'm going to go with them for now (laughs) because they can respond to my needs better with these new techniques they're using than what you're doing. And, and and hopefully you don't have to. That doesn't have to happen to you before you wise up and know this is competitive.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So how do you? I think one of the questions that might be on some of our listeners' minds is how do you uh, strike that balance between focusing on what you know that you can do and not be distracted by competition who might be. Uh, if you follow them too much or watch them too much, might be chasing, ha- making you chase down a rabbit hole uh, because, you know, your competitors can go off and try these kind of crazy things and you go, oh, my gosh, I'm not doing that. I need to do it, only to find out that it's really bankrupting your competitor and now bankrupting you. So how do you, how do you find that balance?
1: It's, it's about developing your strategy because it's still, it's still your company, your organization. You have to develop your strategy. You have to understand the industry, which continues to change also. What industry are you in? What are the demands on that industry? Do some kind of, uh, get yourself the information that where is your industry going? And try to get your company there first. It's not necessarily based on your competition. Your competition is going to make their predictions too. They're going to try to forecast what's going to happen in the future, what new equipment may be used, what new people are, are coming into the industry. But you have to forecast out, what is going to happen in my industry in a year? In three years now how quickly can you start addressing that and introducing that to your clients you, you you have conversation with your clients say I don't know if you know or not but hey these are some things that we're looking at for the future that I want to I want to present to you now mm-hmm. so those are the things you have to really build a strategy understand your industry because that's from a small business perspective we don't always have the chance to do the things that big companies do big companies are forecasting all of the time Right. They're forecasting materials. They're forecasting the stock market. They're forecasting everything, you know, that's, that may or may not happen. Whereas small companies tend to re- be more reactive than proactive. Absolutely. Small companies have to try to be more proactive in determining what's coming down and not just be reactive. And that helps in you supplying your goods and services to your clients.
0: When you were with J.E. Dunn, you were, as I said earlier, you were the VP of Diversity and Inclusion. Let's talk about diversity for a minute. How, how do we create a business environment where the playing field is level?
1: It's, it's going to be based on your, what, you bring, what you're bringing to the table. It has to be based on your skill level and not always your gender or your nationality or your different situations. The category of diversity has expanded It's not just race and gender. Um, It's your marital status, whether you have kids or not. It's your veteran status. It's what differentiates you from other people. And so when when you look at diversity, it's not just a small little um, narrow mind like we used to think, It's, it's very broad. But we have to think differently. And we have to understand what diversity brings to our organization. Yes. If we hired everyone from the same school, from the same neighborhood, who were all great students, we would not do as well, because we don't have people asking questions that don't make sense. Like, why would you ask that? But now that you ask that, hmm, that might be a good idea, because in some industries we do stuff just because we used to do, it, always done it. Well, why are we doing this? We've always done that, but okay, I understand we've always done it, but why? Diversity asks the questions why. Because you have different people who think differently, who behave differently, um, who view every problem, every situation differently. And that's how organizations grow. It's not by hiring the exact same people all the time, especially in today's marketplace.
0: You need different people
1: challenging and different people bringing the different ideas, which really provides successful growth. And that's where diversity plays a major role now, in understanding bringing different people to the table different yeah. ethnicities, yeah. different genders to the table helps you mm-hmm. because your clients look like that. Absolutely. And if you, you have to have a diverse company if you're trying to just, uh, service some of the clients today because their offices are diverse. And when you walk in, you want to make sure that you have a diverse team walking in presenting to your now diverse clients.
0: Yeah, and that ties right back into some of your comments about competition. When you bring all those different perspectives together, you don't get stuck in that rut and that same, you know, narrow way of thinking, and and it allows you to be more competitive. Yeah, it all ties in together. You tell a very interesting story about talent uh and it's tied to diversity as well. Uh it's about Jackie Robinson breaking the racial barrier in um but, uh, not football in baseball, and mm-hmm. uh, and you talked about another player too, and whose name I don't remember now. But it's it's a very powerful story, and if you don't mind telling that, I'd I'd love it for you to do that.
1: We we, we talk about diversity, and we talk about um, how it impacts our our lives. And and I, the story I was telling is Branch Rickey, uh, Ricky for the. Brooklyn Dodgers, and I, and I and I tell it. I say, well, he was looking to start a diversity program, so he went to the Negro League baseball um, league, and he was recruiting players, and he recruited Jackie Robinson. And then I kind of laugh and said, that's not why he went there. He went there because there was talent in the Negro League, not just diversity. Right. Um, Jackie Robinson's story is, is not just a diversity story; it's a talent story. In midst yeah. of all of the things that were going on. Jackie Robinson goes to the Brooklyn Dodgers, and all of the heckling, all of the attacks that was going on, he managed to be rookie of the year. That's not based on diversity. It's based on talent. He was good. Mm. If Jackie Robinson can't play, it's over. He's not there because he's minority. He's not there because he's an African-American. He's there because he can play. And I think sometimes we miss that. Because if he can't play and the other um, African-American players who come after him can't play, it doesn't work. That's not a diversity initiative. That's a talent initiative. Branch Rickey upgraded his talent on his team. He changed the diversity, yes, but he upgraded his talent on that team. And the reason why the other major league teams started changing, not for diversity, they were like, wait a minute. They got this Jackie Robinson guy, and he's tearing us up. Are there some other folks where he came from that we can recruit to our teams so we can upgrade our talent also? So it's not diversity that should have been focused on. It should have been his talent. Talent's going to change things. And like I'll say it a million times, if he can't play, if Jackie Robinson can't play, (laughs) it doesn't work. The whole thing doesn't work.
0: Yeah, it's just like what you and others uh you know when when I have heard you speak in the community before uh to people like me, you know, I'm a WBE and and there's MBEs and and veteran owned business and so forth. You know, that certification it it might get you in the door, but you know, don't lead with that. Lead with what you're going to be able to bring to your client. Lead with, you know, that that's the cherry on top. The certification is is the uh you know, that's the extra but you have to be qualified, first and foremost, before you can ever, uh, and you have to show that you can perform before you can ever um, get the job
1: or get the right. contract. Yeah, we but, never know but, how we get in the door. Okay, now yeah. we're in the door. And back to my sports analogy, at some point you're going to have to hit the field and strap it up. You're going <laughs> to have to strap it up to chin strap. At yeah. some point you've got to hit the field and you've got to play, and you've got to show me that you can produce at some point. So I got in because I had a certification. I got in because I knew somebody. I got in for whatever reason. But at some point in this progression, you're going to have to get on the field and you're going to have to play. You're going to have to show them that I can play, I can compete. So how you get there, okay, I know somebody. That's my, that's my cousin. That's my you know, sister-in-law. That's my brother-in-law. All that, okay, right, wrong, or indifferent. <laughs> mm-hmm. some point you've got to play. And so that's the point that I'm preparing for. I'm trying to prepare people for is when it comes time to play, are you going to show up and are you going to produce?
0: And are you going to be competitive? As we wrap up here today, what's one piece of advice if you could leave our listeners with that can make an immediate improvement in their businesses, what would it be?
1: To execute. We have to make ourselves uncomfortable. What happens is we fall into a comfort zone and we stay there. And we don't want to change. Well, we're doing okay. Let me just kind of stay there. No, no, no. We have to be uncomfortable. They say there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone. We have to make ourselves uncomfortable. Well, you know, I just want to be comfortable. No, progress isn't made by being comfortable. Whenever you grow, whenever you're, you know, young and you start growing, your knees start hurting, your back starts hurting. Why? Because I'm growing. When I change something, our computer system, and I don't know how to use it right away, I'm very uncomfortable. Okay, get comfortable and learn it. But you have to be willing to to be uncomfortable, and you have to execute. Most of us know what we need to do to a certain degree. We know how to lose weight, but we don't do it. I have to eat differently. I have to work, run, and I have to lift weights. I don't have time to do all of that. But Okay, but that's what it takes to lose weight. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So execute, 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 execute. Divide right. put together a plan, and execute it. Don't sit back and just look at it and say, boy, I wish I could do that. I have, I have workshops, you know, you, 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 you see people come to workshops and they say, this is wonderful. Hey, what are you going to put in place? Mm. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I've got too many other things I'm doing in my business right now. I don't have time for it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of workshops and, and so forth, uh, to our listeners out there, you, you speak in depth on all of the different topics that we covered here today. And we covered quite a few of them, uh, just kind of hit the surface. So if anybody would like more information about what you do and how to get in touch with you, how would they do that, Marvin?
1: They could go, go to my website. It's MarvinCarolina.com. And that has all of my contact information and all information about the company and and organization and what we're doing. It's just marvincarolina.com, spelled like M-A-R-V-I-N-C-A-R-O-L-I-N-A dot com.
0: Okay, just like the States.
1: Just like the
0: Yeah, so we've been talking today with Marvin Carolina, the owner of Team Carolina consulting, and you can go out to MarvinCarolina.com and find out more about what he does and and how you can engage him for a workshop or speaking uh, engagement if you would like to. Marvin, it's been wonderful having you on the show today, and I know we'll stay in touch.
1: Kelly, thank you so much. Glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great day.